the ability to telework, to do this all remotely, I think is a huge epiphany for our entire country, really. For any business owners, there's a lot of money that could be saved in a very uncertain environment. Welcome to episode 413 of the Community Broadband Bits podcast. This is Jess Delfiaco, Communications Manager here at the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. Today, Christopher talks to Tana Greathouse, a Boone, North Carolina resident who operates an online business from home that helps entrepreneurs streamline their work by taking care of administrative tasks. A lack of connectivity options in the area means that Tana has to sign up for three overlapping services, paying over $300 a month for unreliable, slow, and high-latency internet connections. Tana and Chris talk about the struggle to perform even basic cloud-based productivity work and how this struggle has been amplified by the coronavirus pandemic, which has seen business grow, but connectivity problems get worse. They talk about what things might look like if there were more local internet choice and how the rise of telework will likely change how large and small businesses operate in the future. Now here's Christopher talking with Tana Greathouse. Welcome to another episode of the Community Broadband Bits podcast. I'm Christopher Mitchell at the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. I'm here talking to Tana Greathouse, who is just outside Boone, North Carolina, and runs her company, Your Favorite Assistant. And Tana reached out to us because of real struggles using the internet access that is available in that part. So Tana, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Let me ask you uh, to just first describe, for people who aren't familiar with the heaven of Boone, North Carolina, what's it like? Some people refer to it as God's country. It's definitely a mid-sized town. We have a wonderful university. It's actually the best university in the universe, App State. And the town of Boone itself, I guess the biggest economic engines that we have are the university and our tourism. Yeah, I don't know how much the audience overlaps, but there's a lot of people, I think, who know Boone because Appalachian State is one of the best football programs in the country for its class of university. That would be 100% correct. (laughs) (laughs) So what does your business do? I actually help entrepreneurs become more profitable by being more efficient and helping them offload administrative and burdensome tasks so that they can focus on revenue generation. Well, as someone who does operate a side business, I I greatly appreciate that. Um, now, and I can also appreciate how you're probably working with people who are located all over the United States. Yeah, I do have a, a couple long-distance clients, but mostly I do serve the Boone area because we have a very special kind of person that lives here, and I like working with those people. Okay. So even then, though, I'm presuming that a lot of the time you deal with them, it's probably um, over uh, technology, some form of internet access. Yes. I would say that I am 98% remote. What kind of connectivity do you have in order to uh, you know, make sure that your business can operate to help others' businesses succeed? It's funny, I'm not that far outside of town. I'm a hop, skip, and a jump away, so to speak. And currently, I have a total of two internet connections and then a third option through my cell phone plan using cell phone data. The first connection that was available at my location was AT&T DSL. I still have that, but it is capped out at 1.5 meg in speed. Now, for the average use, you know, internet browsing, checking basic emails, that works fine. Can you stream a lot? Not really. Downloading large files is impossible because it will time out if it takes too long. So because of that, especially since I do focus on some web design projects, that requires a much higher speed. So I actually added a second line for 
satellite internet. And on paper, it seems like a really great option. You see average speeds of 20, 25 meg, and when you're dealing with 1.5 megs, you're thinking, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, satellite comes with latency. And the fact that it's sending a signal from the face of the Earth into space to a satellite and back again, that takes time. Your weather is going to impact that time, and sunny days are pretty good, and Cloudy, rainy days, like the monsoon season that we've had this week uh, with, I think, seven plus inches of rain in our area has pretty much knocked out the satellite 100%. Latency is also an issue because I can't do basic functions in QuickBooks Online. Google Drive, because it requires being connected to the Internet. Even if you have offline, it still wants to reconnect disconnect, reconnect, disconnect. So it can wreak habit if you're trying to actually edit a document. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I can talk all day about all of these issues. So. <laughs> well, and I would presume that a lot of these solutions also use a lot of capacity and you're somewhat limited on the satellite for how much you can use and not just over the whole month, but over 24 hours in, in, in a lot of cases. Correct. The data restrictions that are tied to satellite plans as well as cell phone plans are extremely prohibitive. I get 20 gigs of data with the satellite plan. I am usually through all of that by the end of the third week on average every month. So I have to purchase additional gigs to help keep me at speed instead of being throttled at $3 a gig through satellite. And of course, cell phone is even more prohibitive. And my provider does not offer unlimited plans for business connections. What kind of money are you paying each month in order to keep your business going? That's a great question. I am currently paying about $200 a month for the two different internet connections. That's the DSL and the satellite. And then my cell phone plan, where I have increased the data, comes to about 125 a month. So it's over $300 that I'm trying to pay for some sort of connectivity and constantly switching between one of the three, depending on which is up at the moment. And I have used all three this week. And one of the challenges that I think you face is um, your census block has people in it that have better service. And so the the state and the federal government currently don't even necessarily know that you have a problem. Yes, I'm pretty much invisible on the federal level, it would seem. Now, I'm curious, how, how have things changed? I mean, what you're describing seems I mean, um, it's like pre-COVID problems. I'm wondering if you've had additional challenges uh, since then. Well, yes, actually, the demand for my business went up, actually, because of COVID-19 and quarantine. Some of the clients that I serve, you know, a couple needed additional help trying to research and track down their options for EIDL loans and the PPP program and all of that good stuff. Other clients needed urgent web updates for their website to make special announcements and offer different arrangements. And there was a lot of extra requests that came through for me during this time. So unlike our brick and mortar stores and restaurants, I actually saw an increase because I am an online business. So the irony of the period with quarantine and everything, it was quite astonishing. And I get the sense also that um, more people are taking your situation seriously now. Now people are, are more appreciating the importance of high quality connectivity. I mean, I think people would have said they understood it before, but they understand it now at a more visceral level. 
think a lot of people have had a really shocking epiphany when it comes to having, you know, multiple people in the household for several days at a time and realizing just how limited their Internet, which could very well be better than mine, the limitations that are occurring because everyone's needing it more. I'm curious. I mean, <laughs> so when I rack my brain and I think about the things I've heard from state elected officials all around the country, for years they've been saying they they get it and that this is really important. And I'm curious, A, if you think that was true before, and B, if you think this could change anything. With all due respect with our elected officials, I have to say that they do not get it. I don't think they got it before, and I think if they're starting to get it now, I fear that they are still going to be influenced by our current Internet service providers that are actually contributing to this problem, in my opinion. Those, I, I would guess, in North Carolina are predominantly AT&T uh, CenturyLink, which is not your problem, but uh, Charter Spectrum as well, a lot of the cable in, in the state. Yes. So, you know, it, it's kind of funny. I do think a lot of companies kind of hold out for government assistance to cover the cost of laying down extra line or better line because precedents have been set. And I can't say that if, if I was running one of those companies that I also wouldn't be holding out for government to set the bill because it is expensive. However, the problem for Watauga County in particular, I think, relates directly to the tier system because we are technically classified as a least economically distressed county in comparison with neighboring counties who have who are classed at a higher economic distress have received broadband broadband grant funding and have had better connections including fiber for years now yeah i think some of that um relates to the lack of good data you know if yes. you're if you're trying to classify an entire county you're you're going to have both over and under classifications within that yes and we definitely have a significant gap in terms of coverage almost one whole half of Watauga County actually does not have decent internet while the other half has fiber seats available. Yes, well, you just have to, you know, switch to the other side of the county then. It's so, so oh, easy. Oh, man, sure. I just don't know if I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you, is there anything else that, that we should touch on that, that would help capture your experience with uh, internet access and, um, and your business and, and the things that have changed recently? Well, I will say that this period dealing with COVID-19 has been extraordinary, and I think people are going to have to really rethink the future of our economy and how it would operate because we don't know what the future holds. Being able to do more business and better business online, I think, is going to be more and more important with people as time goes on over the next 12 months. And... I think it's really important that our state and local leaders really start paying attention to the fact that this is the highway of our economic future. Yes, I agree. And I would actually go one step further. I, I heard an interview with the Cheyenne mayor in Wyoming, and she was saying she felt that local governments would be changing significantly as they look at how much money they put into offices and buildings and things like that, because she feels in their case that they are learning that there's things that they can do remotely as well. And so I think you're right. I don't think we can predict yet how this will change everything. I think didn't Facebook just announce that they were going to have some of their engineers and other well-rated employees starting to work from home permanently because of how much money they can save on commercial space? 
Yes, and, and this is something that had been discussed, I don't know, many years ago. Best Buy, um, a Minnesota-based company that I'm familiar with, being in Minnesota myself, you know, they, they felt that they would save a lot of money on parking lots and office buildings, and, and they, they did that, and then they had some change in leadership, and I'm not sure that they had strong evidence to, to cut back on it. But I am curious to see once we, um, ideally in a few years, I would hope we're back in a, at a very normal life without worrying about this, if uh, we will see that continue. But several of the tech companies are, at the very least, encouraging their, their employees to work from home for the rest of this year and possibly longer. Yeah. And with, you know, with our country really facing the reality of a recession, the degree of which is still unknown at this time, but cutting costs is the first thing that most businesses will do to increase cash flow. And the ability to telework, to do this all remotely, I think is a huge epiphany for our entire country, really. For any business owner, small, medium-sized, even larger, there's a lot of money that could be saved in a very uncertain environment. And at this point, I do think that a lot of people are going to start looking at their own options about branching out on their own. Sometimes situations like this actually spur entrepreneurship. Yes. And then, and I also, one of the things I like about that is it's often um, people who are a little bit uh, more advanced in age, people in their 50s who have had really good ideas. They may lose their job and this is their opportunity yeah. to go for it. So, yeah, we can see all kinds of yeah. differences coming along. I'm excited about the potential if this country could actually see true broadband and more saturated, just getting it to everybody, I think it would absolutely transform our future. I believe that. Great. Well, we'll leave it there. And, and thank you so much, Tana, for taking some time to, to share that with us. Thanks so much for having me on. That was Christopher talking with Tana Greathouse. We have transcripts for this and other podcasts available at medianetworks.org slash broadbandbits. Email us at podcast at medianetworks.org with your ideas for the show. Follow Chris on Twitter. His handle is at communitynets. Follow medianetworks.org stories on Twitter. The handle is at medianetworks. Subscribe to this and the other podcasts from ILSR, Building Local Power, Local Energy Rules, and the Composting for Community podcast. You can access them anywhere you get your podcasts. You can catch the latest important research from all of our initiatives if you subscribe to our monthly newsletter at ILSR.org. While you're there, please take a moment to donate. Your support in any amount keeps us going. Thank you to Arna Hughesby for the song Warm Duck Shuffle, licensed through Creative Commons. This was episode 413 of the Community Broadband Bits podcast. Thanks for listening.